My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist, every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. How are y'all doing? I gotta say, I, I feel like I'm on a winning streak in the sense that I feel really great. Like I told you all, there's moments where I don't feel good, but the last few, I want to say the last two to three weeks have been really good to me and to my mental health and I've been feeling a, a lot better and just really good and even though work has been busy and life has been really hectic, I'm in a really good mental state so I'm able to process things really well. So I hope you all are too. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge you know, the events of everything that's going on in the world, specifically with Ukraine. If I have anyone who, you know, is is there or is being affected by by the invasion that's happening, my thoughts are with you. I feel for you. And if you have family members who live there, I feel for you. Or just if you see the news and you and you know, you feel for you feel for them and just feel down because it's so easy to feel down with all the news that are happening i feel for you and i'm here for you and yeah like i said i'm luckily i'm in a really good mental space so i'm able to handle and receive the information and news that are happening and kind of process them so i hope you are too and if you're not that you're taking time for yourself and taking care of yourself um with that being said oh now it feels weird to be like to get serious and then all of a sudden be like, and now let's talk about telenovelas that are toxic. Uh, But that's what we're gonna do, so hi. And today we're gonna continue our recap of Lo que la vida me robó. We're gonna be focusing on episodes 100 to 109. So I didn't get through as many episodes as I wanted. I also haven't been skipping or skimming through the episodes, which I said I would do. I'm probably gonna do that a little bit more once I get further down. But these last nine episodes were so juicy, so dramatic, so full of intrigue and drama. And again, I found myself crying. So I really just couldn't skip. But anyway, we're going to talk about those episodes. But before I do, just a reminder, we left off with the tragic death of one Angelica. Y'all, her death really hit me. It hit every character in this telenovela. And it's not the only death we're going to get. So Angelica dies. Jose Luis is heartbroken. At the funeral, though... (laughs) Again, I get so mad at Jose Luis. There's moments where I really feel for him, and then there's others where I completely don't. And Angelica's funeral is one of them, because he's all sad, and he's crying, and uh, depressing, right? Feel for him. But then, the moment Alejandro and Montserrat walk in to show their condolences to Angelica's family, Jose Luis can't even look at Montserrat. Because as he tells Alejandro... Seeing her, all I want is for her to hug me, to hold me. And it's just like, um, your wife just died. The last thing you should be doing is thinking about another woman, especially the woman that you say 
you loved. Because again, like I stand by my choice that Jose Luis never loved Montserrat and that his true love was Angelica because he was completely different when he was with Angelica and I feel like Montserrat became more of an obsession. So, ooh, and something I didn't bring up that happened during last week's recap is that Jose Luis got really aggressive with Montserrat. There's a scene where Montserrat goes to see him and to kind of call him out for all the stuff that she thinks he's doing to Alejandro. And Jose Luis can't contain himself. And he like grabs her. And it's really uncomfortable because he's holding her and kissing her and very like attempting to do more than kiss her. And Montserrat has to pull him away and slap him to get away. And then he tells Alejandro and it's just like, oh, I couldn't contain myself. I just had to kiss her. And it's like, no, you didn't just kiss her. You tried to do more. So mm, red flags, red flags everywhere. So going back though, Angelica's velorio happens. Everyone's sad. And we also find out that Jose Luis is due to go to prison. So the only reason he hadn't been in prison was because El Capitan Robledo, the head of the Marines, had agreed to wait and give him some time because they all knew that Angelica was dying and that there were basically only days left. So the Capitan was like, yes, you can stay with her, but as soon as she's dead, you have to come back. And so that's what happened. So very soon after the memorial service, Jose Luis ends up in prison. It's really sad, it's really depressing, but Esmeralda and Refugio are like, don't worry, bestie, we're gonna visit you all the time, we're here for you. So that's where we're at with Jose Luis for now. Now, going back to Alejandro and Montserrat, things are good in terms of their relationship, but something I've learned with this telenovela is that if things are good with Montserrat and Alejandro, that means that everyone else is going to try to do something to make things not be good. And that's sure enough what happens. So I mentioned in last week's episode how Fabiola was working with Pedro Medina because they're trying to take away Alejandro's inheritance. So that plot fully comes to full circle in these few episodes. And one thing that happens is Pedro Medina sends for the death of El Padre Anselmo, the priest. So Pedro Medina sends Adolfito to go kill the priest. And Adolfito is obviously struggling. He can't pull the trigger. So then Ezequiel has to pull the trigger. So El Padre Anselmo is now dead. And this is sad, personally, for me, because I'm a really big fan of Eric del Castillo's acting, and I think he's a wonderful performer in this telenovela where I just feel for El Padre Anselmo. But it's also bad for the story because he's the only witness that Don Benjamin Almonte's last will and testament was that Alejandro should be his universal heir. So then what Pedro Medina does is now with him out of the way, he gets the testament from Fabiola. Fabiola stole the original testament, gave it to Pedro Medina, Pedro Medina hid it, and then made a fake and gave the fake back to Fabiola, so that now Alejandro has a testament that's fake. And it's really convoluted, it's really complicated, but long story short is that when Alejandro is going to be called into questioning, the testament that proves that he's a universal heir is going to be proven to be a fake. 
But before they can do that, they're mounting the trial and evidence and a judge calls for all the characters to be witnesses. So everyone that works for Alejandro has to go and be like, this is what we know. And obviously, because they all love Alejandro, they're all like, he's an honorable man, like he did this. And they also all tell the truth, which is Don Benjamin Almonte. There were rumors of the horrible stuff he did. He never treated Alejandro any differently until his last few days. And that's when he would only let Alejandro be the one to take care of him and give him his medicine and stuff. Remember that part because it's going to become important. And so they're all giving their testimonies and it's kind of looking like it could go either way. And then Pedro Medina calls for Rosario to be interviewed, Rosario being Alejandro's mother. So she's forced to go before the judge and relive all the trauma of her sexual assault. And it's really traumatizing for her to do. And also, it doesn't help that the judge is like, "Mm, are you sure? Like, girl, mm, it was so uncomfortable to watch. And every moment... Pedro Medina and the judge were questioning her and being like, are you sure he abused you? Or did you just, you know, throw yourself to him because you knew it would be good to have the owner's son? Or maybe your true love Jacinto is the one that, you know, you slept with and then you slept with the boss because you were trying to cover for that. Maybe that's what happened. So they're horrible to her. And Alejandro doesn't even know that they have her for questioning. All he knows is that his mom is missing and he's trying to find her. But by the time he does, Rosario has already been harassed and questioned and forced to relive all her trauma. So things are going bad. They're getting worse. So to recap, witnesses are being brought. People are being questioned. But up until this point, no one knows about the fake will and no one knows about Don Benjamin Almonte's cause of death. Because one thing we have to remember is that when Don Benjamin Almonte died, he didn't die solely because of his sickness. He died because Graciela was poisoning him. She worked with Juventino so that he would poison him so that he would die faster. So if there's ever an autopsy done on his body, they're going to find that Don Benjamin Almonte didn't die of natural causes, but that he died from being poisoned. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. Meanwhile, going on to Pedro Medina and his personal life, as we all know, he's married to Nadia, Montse's best friend, and she's cheating on him with Victor, Alejandro's best friend, because Pedro Medina is a douchebag, abuses her, won't give her the divorce even though she fell in love with Victor, and instead even was like, you know what, Nadia, you need to get pregnant by Victor so that you can have a child and I'll raise a child as my own. Because I don't think I mentioned it last week, but we find out why he's so hung up and why he's never touched Nadia. And the reason is that he has lost his testicles. So there was some horrible accident years ago And Pedro Medina got super injured in the accident and he got taken to a hospital where all the doctor could do to stop the bleeding was cut off his testicles. So that's why he's all hung up and angry at everyone because he's no longer a quote-unquote man and he has to overcompensate. Which is such a display of toxic masculinity and I, I feel like the telenovela wants us to feel super badly for him and be like, oh my god, Poor guy, he lost 
you know, he's no longer a man and that's why he's so angry. And they kind of do it with Nadia's character where when he tells Nadia and shows her what he looks like, Nadia's like, oh no, I feel sympathy for you. You know, mm, get sad. And it's like, no, this doesn't justify his horrible behavior and his need to be overly aggressive to make up to what his definition of being a man should be. It's just ugh, so toxic, so wrong. But anyway, that's the whole reason that Pedro Medina is the way he is. That's his villain origin story, quite literally. So Nadia is now pregnant with Victor's child, and she tells Victor, and that's the final straw for him. He's like, there's no way you're going to stay with Pedro Medina. So they devise a plan where they're going to run away together. Unfortunately, that doesn't work because Pedro Medina catches them, he beats the shit out of Victor, and has Nadia locked up. So because this happens, Nadia is now away from everyone, she isn't able to talk to anyone, Pedro Medina has her locked up and has guards outside, has taken away her phone, but her brother Adolfito comes to visit her and she's able to convince him to give her his phone, and she uses that to call Montserrat, and Montserrat marches over to the house and devises a plan to break Nadia out of the house. By the way, I love these two characters together, Nadia and Montserrat as besties. We love to see it. So Montserrat goes to Nadia that night to try to break her out. Meanwhile, that same night, Esmeralda is reopening the dance club where she used to dance called La Escondida. One thing that happened before Angelica died is she bought the place and gave it to Esmeralda so Esmeralda would run it. And so now Esmeralda is her own boss, which is lovely. We love to see it. Refugio is still like, I don't want you dancing because he's kind of ashamed of her. And he also gets teased by all the other Marines. Oh, your wife, she's a sellout. Or, you know, I can just buy her time. They're super machistas and misogynistics. And Refugio is a hothead, so he can't deal with all these men talking about his wife like that. Which is, ugh. Dimitrio, by the way, Dimitrio calls him out on it and is like, you know that the only reason that they tease you about Esmeralda is because they know they're going to get a reaction out of you. Like, you know you're in the wrong when Dimitrio is the one that is the voice of reason. That being said, this is now again my daily reminder that I love Dimitrio as a character. Osvaldo Benavides, you have my heart. Actor of a generation. We love him. Anyway, so that's happening that night. All the characters, all the men, really, go to support Esmeralda. Mm, right. Alejandro also goes. And he's there to show his support or whatever. Montserrat also makes a note to be like, I'm not jealous because I know that he only cares about me. Ugh, whatever. Um, but of course, if Montserrat ever did something similar or tried to go to a nightclub that's like for women... I bet you anything Alejandro would not let her go because he's that toxic. But anyway, Alejandro's there with everyone and la pinche Maria. Maria, y'all remember Maria, annoying villain character we hate? So, Adolfo was supposed to kill her, 
wasn't able to do it, so now she's been hiding and living in hiding at La Escondida, working for Esmeralda. Esmeralda has her working by cleaning the bathrooms and shit. Esmeralda, by the way, does not like her, but she's still helping her because she knows what it's like to be on the wrong side of Pedro Medina. So she's helping her out still, which Maria does not deserve, by the way. So Maria's working there, and... The days before the big reopening, she watches how Esmeralda teaches the other dancers how to dance and everything. And we see it in her eyes that she wants to do that, that she wants to dance. But obviously she can't because it's not her job. She's supposed to clean bathrooms and also no one can know that she's alive. But when she sees that Alejandro is there and one of the dancers gets injured... Maria puts on a blonde wig, by the way, blonde like Montserrat's hair, and goes out and dances and gives Alejandro a whole ass lap dance. And Alejandro right away can tell that it's her. And so once she's done with the dance, Alejandro goes backstage and confronts her and is like, I knew that was you. Like, what are you doing? Why are you degrading yourself like this? Your dad, what would he say if he were still alive? And then Maria is like, um, he's not, so shut up. And then Alejandro offers her to go back to his hacienda to live with him. And it's like, why are you helping this woman after all the things she's done to you? Like, she's the whole reason that he was in jail. Because she stole the letter from El Padre Anselmo that proved Alejandro's innocence. Like, she's the whole reason he's had fights with Montserrat. Why is he helping her? And that's not the only thing. Because remember how I said that there's a whole fight about Alejandro's testament and that Pedro Medina had stolen it? Well, Pedro Medina now can't find the testament because guess who stole it from Pedro Medina? Right, none other than La Pinche Maria. So Maria now has this testament that can solve all of Alejandro's problems but she's not going to give it to him because her whole plan is that she wants Alejandro to lose it all because once he loses it all, Montserrat is going to leave him and she's going to be there for him. And once he's just as poor as she was, they're going to be together, get married. And once they're married, she's going to give him the original testament and he can get back all his money. Like that's Maria's delusional plan. And so Alejandro goes, tries to help her. Maria's like, no, I don't want your help. I'm free. Which, if she wasn't such a horrible person, I would be rooting for her. But that happens. That same night, going back to Montserrat and Nadia, Pedro Medina catches them. So they're not able to escape. He tries to hit Montserrat. But instead, Nadia gets in the way, so he hits Nadia, who's pregnant. Montserrat is like, you're a fucking animal, like fuck you. And Nadia is like, Monse, just leave. I'll be fine. Just please leave. And Pedro, please don't hurt her. So Montserrat begins to walk away. But our Montserrat is a fighter. So she grabs this statue and then hits Pedro Medina in the head. (laughs) And it's really funny because she hits him and Pedro Medina like is unconscious. And Montserrat looks at Nadia and is like, lo maté. 
And it's so cute. I love Angelique Boyer's acting, by the way. I feel like I haven't given her enough shout outs, but she's such a good actor. So that happens. And by that point, Alejandro and Victor are now home and are told that Montserrat went to rescue Nadia. So they make their way there and see Montserrat with an unconscious Pedro Medina. And Alejandro's like, okay, you guys leave. I'm going to stay because Pedro Medina is going to want to press charges. And I want him to think it was me. Because again, he didn't see Montserrat hit him because she hit him from behind. So Alejandro taking the blame. Mm, okay, least he can do. So then they all leave. And finally, Nadia and Victor have been able to run away successfully together. So Alejandro stays sorts things out with Pedro Medina. Pedro Medina is just like angry, but lets Alejandro go because he has larger plans in mind and those are coming up. Meanwhile, Nadia and Victor are now together and they decide to buy a plane that's going to take them away to Argentina where they're going to live together and raise their child together. Which, by the way, there's been a lot of comments made about how they all think that Nadia is pregnant with a girl. So just keep that in mind. So they make those plans, everything great, everything happy. So then, back to Pedro Medina's plans with Alejandro. So Alejandro gets called in by the judge, and the judge has reviewed all the facts of the case, and he tells Alejandro, the testament you provided is a fake. We also did the DNA test on you and your father, and you are not his son. And we also found that your father was poisoned, and we think you killed him. We think that you plotted this whole thing to steal his money and pretend to be his son. And you are now our prime suspect for murder and for usurpación, which I found funny because la usurpadora, which I covered. But yeah, they accuse him of all that. So things are not looking great for Alejandro, who then is like, you know what? I'm not going back to prison. Victor and Nadia, do you have room in that plane for me? And so the day that Alejandro gets called into court is the same day Victor and Nadia are going to head out. So Alejandro has his mother pack everything that they're going to need and is like, we have to go. The only problem is Montserrat is out with Laurito and her tia because Carlota is getting married and it's all beautiful. She's happy, except she's marrying Ezequiel, who's evil, and she doesn't know that yet. And so they're out shopping, having a grand old time, and Alejandro is trying to find them. And then to make matters worse, Maria in the blonde wig goes to see Jose Luis and tells him how how basically there is a bounty on Montserrat and Pedro Medina is trying to get her killed. What Jose Luis doesn't know is that Maria is the one that's going to attempt to kill Montserrat. So what Jose Luis does is he breaks himself out of prison and has Refugio take his place for the day so that he can go and warn Alejandro and they can save Montserrat. So this is all happening the very same day. It's chaotic. It's wild. Alejandro has to go. Alejandro has to leave. He also discovers that El Padre Anselmo is very likely dead, breaks his heart, super dramatic, super sad, and he's trying to get to the plane. And so when he's in his hacienda getting ready to leave, Jose Luis shows up and tells him about the plot to assassinate Montserrat. So Alejandro's like, oh my God, I have no idea where she is. So then Jose Luis is like, I can protect her. I can take her 
to your hacienda where the plane is. All you need to worry about is getting to the plane. So then Alejandro is like, she's not going to trust you. She thinks the worst of her. So then Alejandro has Jose Luis record a video message where Alejandro tells Montserrat how Jose Luis lied about everything, how he's a good person, and how she needs to trust him. And also his mom, Rosario, decides to go with Jose Luis to get Montserrat because she thinks Montserrat is going gonna, is gonna to be more likely to go if she's there too. So they're all on their way. It's all happening. And meanwhile, Montserrat just gets home. She gets home. She's standing outside with her mother, who's telling her how there's a warrant out for Alejandro's arrest, how everyone thinks that he's a scammer and that he killed Benjamin Almonte. So Montserrat is hearing all those things as Maria is hidden, pointing a gun at her, and as Rosario and Jose Luis are running towards her to try to save her. And then... A gunshot rings out, and all we see is Montserrat's stunned face, and then she looks down and sees that there is a bullet wound on her chest, and she collapses, seemingly dead. It's super dramatic, and so Jose Luis grabs her, everyone's screaming, Graciela is like, mija, mija, and Jose Luis carries her to the hospital. Meanwhile, Alejandro has made a pit stop to El Padre Anselmo's home, sees how everything is in shambles, all his chickens are dead and everything, so it looks like Padre Anselmo is dead. He cries and he remembers all the moments that El Padre Anselmo showed kindness to him, the times that he gave his food so that Alejandro could eat, even though there wasn't enough for both of them. It's super sad. It was a moment I cried. And then Alejandro is like, okay, we have to go. So he makes his way to the plane. And Victor and Nadia are like, we have to go. Pedro Medina knows we're here. Like, he's going to send for us. We have to go. And also, the police is right behind Alejandro. But Alejandro is like, I'm not fucking leaving without Montserrat. Montserrat should be here. Let me call her. Because Alejandro does not have his cell phone because he gave it to Jose Luis in case Montserrat called. The whole plotting of this whole thing was not well thought out. So now Alejandro has no way of contacting Montserrat. He gets into a really big fight with Victor because Victor is like, I have to protect Nadia and my child. And Alejandro is like, well, I bought the plane. Da, 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 da. So Victor finally puts some sense into him and is like, the police are outside. We either go or we all die right here, right now. So they get on the plane and they're just barely able to evade the police like the police are able to even shoot at the plane so they're on the plane Alejandro is like Victor give me your cell phone we're on air let me call Montserrat so he calls and Graciela is the one that has the phone and she tells Alejandro Montserrat is dead and Alejandro is heartbroken and he's like I just left my wife to die it's super dramatic and then Y'all. And then we see that the plane is breaking. There's cracks. And the plane comes crashing down. And then we flash sideways to Montserrat, who's at the surgery table. She is in a state of limbo where in her in her imagination she's talking to her dad and basically getting ready to cross over to the other side. But then her dad tells her no. The doctor saved you. You have to go back. And so Montserrat opens her eyes. She's alive. Tears are streaming down her face. 
And then she asks, where's Alejandro? And that's when everyone tells her, you know, like, he sent for you. They're trying to arrest him. He had to leave on the plane. At this point, no one knows about the plane crash. So then Montserrat is just like left, you know, recovering from her surgery. Jose Luis has to head back to prison. And then we get from the Marines side, the news of the plane crash. And the Marines decide to send, you know, search and rescue to try to see if there's any survivors. And days pass. And then the Marines is finally like, you know what? There's no survivors from this plane. And then we see this beautifully shot, beautifully edited montage of all the characters receiving the news that Nadia, Victor, and Alejandro are no more and they have all died. We see Maria crying. We see, we see Adolfito tearing up because he just lost his fucking sister. Everyone's crying. And then it finally settles on Dimitrio who gets the news. Oh my God. And then he has to walk in to where Montserrat is recovering from her surgery. Rosario, Alejandro's mother, is standing right next to her. And they both see it from his face that something's wrong. And so they're like, what's wrong? You need to tell us. And then Dimitrio is like, the plane where Alejandro, Victor, and Nadia were traveling, it crashed. The Marines just called it. There were no survivors. They're all dead. And Montserrat and Rosario, they let out a scream. It's so dramatic. It's so sad. It's so juicy. They're crying and mourning the death of Alejandro, Nadia, and Victor. And that is where we're going to end for this episode. With the death of three major characters. Y'all, like I said, this telenovela, mm, juicy, juicy, juicy. By the way, we're like halfway through, literally only halfway through, but this is basically the halfway point because after this, the telenovela basically resets. I mean, you're gonna see. You're gonna see what happens next week when I continue this recap. But just know that the story may or may not repeat itself. We might get a time jump, who knows? But what's for sure is that we're going to receive even more heartbreak because this telenovela is not done breaking our hearts. And that is it for this episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. As always, if you haven't already, don't forget to leave me a review on Spotify or Apple. And thank you so much. I really appreciate you all. And I hope you all are doing so well. And I'll see you again, as always, next week. Bye, everyone.